Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, everybody. On this fine day, I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Matt, it is a fine day. Super fine. In fact, this day is sexy. It's a sexy day. I mean, the oh. traffic was so bad that my right knee hurts, but otherwise, pretty pretty fine day. <laughs> from Just from, like, uh, breaking and, and starting? Yeah, so much start-stop. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad I pretty much have only ever had reverse commute. Which is uh, <clears throat> the good stuff. Oh yeah, it took me a solid two hours to get home today. Bleh. Yeah, it sucked. That's not fun. But now you're home. I am. And how do you how do you plan to spend your evening? Uh, it depends on what Katie wants to do if and when she gets home. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, after this, I didn't really have a lot of plans. Maybe um, maybe jump back into uh, into Fallout Four. You know, the new Far Harbor uh, DLC came out. Yeah, dude. I assume you're pretty deep into that. Uh, I mean, like I'm done with the story. Yeah, so that's pretty deep. But I, I feel like I spent probably twelve hours on it. Yeah, I um, I have not as of yet gone in and downloaded it and played it. <clears throat> I've just been it's so stuck a- on my PS2. I've been stuck. I can't. I can't stop playing those old games. Yeah, no, I know. I know you got to play like a ten-year-old version of a college football game or whatever. Yeah. I was actually pretty disappointed in the college game I got. I got I got the last one that was released for the PS2, but I forgot to calculate that when they're on when they're that deep into the next generation's release, they don't really give a crap about the version that comes out on the lower generation. So instead of being like the cutting edge final definitive version of the PS2 generation sports games, it was a bad backport from the PS3 version. Yeah, it plays bad. The functionality seems bad. Like, a lot of the game modes seem like they're only half finished. So I'm going to have to go back and recalculate and see which one I should really get for the PS2. Because <clears throat> I will like have to some, play some college football. Someone said, yeah, we'll sell you that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we, we can probably sell enough of these on the PS2 to offset the cost of having the DVDs made. Yeah, it was uh, kind of a bummer. But all, all the other games have worked out pretty well. I'm playing an old baseball game for the PS2 that works, and uh, obviously some Dynasty Warriors and Ace Combat and all the stuff we talked about last week. So, But that's what I've been doing while you've been playing uh, Far Harbor. Which uh, Is that supposed to be like Bar Harbor, Maine? Uh, it is. In fact, when you pull up, there's a, there's a sign that says, Welcome to uh, Far Harbor, but it's just because the B is a little scratched. I see what's happening. I've been there. You've been to Bar Harbor? Yeah. So it's like a little town surrounded by a national park? Yes, it's Acadia National Park. On an island with like a mountain on it? Yep, and we've been to the top of that mountain. Okay. It was Is foggy there like an observatory shit up, up there. there or anything? Wait, what'd you say? Is there like an observatory up there? Uh, yeah, something like that. We went to yeah. the top and uh, and it was foggy as shit. That's what I remember. There's pictures of us up there. Was the fog highly radioactive? Um, I hope not, because it was all up in my lungs and in my nostrils and probably like all over my butt cheeks. Were there such as fog crawlers or uh, gulpers? Well, Kyle was there. Oh, he's kind of a fog crawler. Is he a fog crawler? Yeah. <laughs> I think he counts. Uh, so yeah, um, having been there, I don't know, maybe, the, maybe this um, setting would be pretty familiar to you. Yeah, I mean, the rest there is of it a mountain is... up at the top uh, of the mountain is like an observatory thing called Acadia that's all full of synths. Yeah, Acadia is the national park that's there, so that makes yeah. uh, that makes sense. And um, um, the rest of the game was already, you know, s- sort of familiar. It's not an exact, um, an exact 
duplication of the geography of the Boston area, but it's fairly close. The directions all make sense and things like that. No, they'd have scale problems if they made, like, an exact... Yeah, it would take a little bit longer to get down to Quincy and such. Yeah. You'd have to ride the red line for, like, an hour. Who would do that? Exactly. Not just just crouch because you're a sneak thief and crouch your way across the... uh, across like the roads and shit <laughs> that's the way i get across the map is by sneaking it's not quick you move slower uh, when you sneak yeah so um yeah well they had they really had to compress boston i mean right. it's not even boston it's really all of massachusetts more or less right maybe not Maybe not all of the western part of Massachusetts. No one likes that part anyway. That's the part with like Springfield and shit. Blah. Yeah, but um, but Bar Harbor's pretty big. There's like definitely lots of areas. Um, so is, is there it... is there a submarine base full of people who worship radiation? Mm, I didn't. I didn't remember seeing that. Did you have any interactions in Fallout Four with the Children of Adam? Um, Children of Adam. Which one are they? Which one are they? Like the monster ones? Who are they? They are. Uh, they're the dudes who worship the atomic bomb and like uh, believe in division. Like when an atomic bomb goes off and the atoms in their bodies are split, which is, by the way, not a thing that happens when an atomic bomb goes off. Right. Uh, that that's creating billions of uh, individual worlds. They shoot radiation guns at you that can hurt. <clears throat> yeah, I don't really remember running into those guys. It's possible they just attacked me one time and I killed no. them or something. I don't well, know. they're one of the three parties on the island, along with the synths and the uh, the regular harbor dwellers. So we're like, a... um, you know, gruff Maine people. Yeah, well, dude, in real life, Maine is really gruff. It's like a gun store on every corner. It's kind of crazy. I know, dog. I, I've, I've been to Maine one time. I got a lot of sass from Maine residents there. <laughs> Old lady at a gas station almost refused to tell us uh, what a good restaurant in Portland, Maine was. Is it? Did she refuse, or was it just really hard to come up with one? She, uh, she was like she didn't want any part of the interaction we were having. Wow. Now I realized that that was probably because I had like a huge beard and looked like a biker, and I had weird little Ben trailing along with me. Mm-hmm. And your biker's that assistant. Happened- Happened to be the night of the Big Fish concert. Oh, yeah, they thought that's what you guys were in town yeah, for. So they thought that we were, like, the weird dumb hippies who had flooded the state. Mm. But we didn't know about the Fish concert, and it kind of ruined our main trip. Yeah, that was coincidence. Yeah. This was, like, before the internet, so you couldn't just be like... Well, I mean, the internet existed, but it sucked. Right. You couldn't just be like, Maine, and then the date we thought we were going to be there. Also, like, we didn't have the internet because we'd been on the road for two weeks. Yeah, dog, and also I wouldn't think to look up like what concerts were in town, probably. Yeah, I'm not I would figure, hey, where are we going? Oh, we're trying to go to like the most northerly point in Maine that appears on our AAA map. We're going to go to Presqu'ile. Oh, that's exactly where the Fish concert is, even <laughs> though it's not a city, because they're doing a concert at like an old military base. Right. Cool. Yeah, we got yeah. fucked on that deal. There were like, all the campgrounds were full and all the motels were full. Did you have We to slept drive- at a rest area in the back of Ben's truck. I was going to say, you didn't just drive back down to somewhere else in Maine? Uh, no, no. I mean, they started to get full in, like, in like Augusta and Jeez. Uh, Portland. Like, everywhere in Maine was full. Gross. Yeah, we didn't start looking in Presqu'ile, because we figured we would just camp up there. We had started, we weren't going to go all the way up there that night, but every time we hit a motel, it was full. Hmm. But yeah, we slept for a few hours and then drove on into Boston. I was going to say, I don't think I could sleep in the back of a truck. I think that yeah, was would be, not easy. Uh, I would lay there for like 30 minutes and go, y- you know, this this isn't going to work. Well, also, it was straight up, uh, straight up raining on us in the morning. So that, <laughs> I mean, we had a tarp over us, but, you know, yeah, not, it was not comfortable. Nothing about that situation was nice or comfortable. But I, ha- I have been to basically the northernmost part of Maine. Well, that's something. That's what our goal was something so um is it kind of like in skyrim where when you get to that other that other island you have to like go off the map to another different map and hang out on that map yeah it's exactly like that yeah i kind of didn't like that yeah it's um 
I mean, again, because you can just, once you get there, you can fast travel back and forth. It's not so bad. Yeah. I just, but, um, um, you know, I don't, it makes me think of it as a separate thing. And it's like, oh, do I want to do things in, uh, in Skyrim or do I want to do things on that shitty island today? Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, we well, have to go there by boat, so. I mean, just like in Skyrim. Well, it kind of makes sense. First of all, it's on an island, and it's not real near Boston, would be my guess. Yeah. Oh, Doug, so this island. All right, so there's a bridge. But the bridge gets covered in water whenever the tides rise, so you can only like go back and forth uh, every once in a while. Who built that bridge? I don't know. Well, it's not a bridge. What super it's good like, idea was that? It's just like sometimes the land is dry and sometimes it's not. <laughs> But that's I remember we were like we were wading across across it because it was pretty shallow at one point just like fucking around and then it started to get really deep we were like oh we we better go back we're gonna get soaked we were like like calf deep and then it started to get up and it was like knee deep and we're like oh shit, run back run back <laughs> tide's coming in <laughs> this is not good so <clears throat> yeah it's a weird place yeah. Well then, I don't know. I don't know if there's much worth talking about uh, with this Far Harbor DLC. If you haven't, if you don't know anything about the uh, Children of Adam, <laughs> you didn't, you don't care about the synths at all. Um, what well, was your I take on the synths? I've killed a I lot. Mean, of obviously, synths. this game is Blade Runner, but I don't like robots. Just ge- like generally speaking, I'm I've seen Terminator, and I don't like robots. Even sassy film noir robots like Nick Valentine. I, I hate Nick Valentine. I kept hoping he would be killed. I saw him, I, I watched him get into a fight with a bunch of people in some building. I think they were just raiders, but I refused to help him. I just watched. And he won the fight. Nah, uh, they can't really be killed. I know, it's bullcrap. I just watched going, maybe if someone else kills him, it'll count. No, nah, it's but... like uh, it's like in Skyrim. Basically, you have to accidentally kill him, except I'm not even sure you can in, in Fallout. Maybe it yeah. depends on your difficulty setting. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of Nick Valentine. I'm not a fan of... Um... Not, I don't like robots. I don't like seeing in the news when there's like, oh, someone has invented a super realistic robot in Japan, and it, uh, I don't know, it can like put a, two fingers in your butthole or something. I don't know. Whatever the Japanese think is like really advanced robotics technology. There's it can delicately weird. caress the inside of your butthole. Yeah. Well, that's pretty advanced, because yeah. you don't want it to go crazy in there. Right. I mean, unless you're into that. Mm. But I mean, I feel like a robot could do damage. Oh yeah, uh, maybe that's part of the. Oh, is that the, the risk specific part thing you excitement. might be into? Yeah, like the just like oh, I don't know how far is this gonna go with these robot so, fingers. So who did you? If you don't care about robots, who did you end up siding with? Oh, the um, Minutemen. I wasn't gonna side with those robot lovers, the fucking railroad, whatever they're called. Okay. And I wasn't gonna side with the synth, cause you know of all the robots. Okay. So, it was down to them or the dudes in the mech suits, and mech suits look a lot like robots. Hmm. So, I have a feeling that if you, if when you play this DLC, you will make fundamentally different decisions than I made. Oh, okay. What, why? What did you do? Uh, I, I chose the uh, three-way peace ending. Oh. But you can wipe out any of the three factions on the island. Yeah, I hate robots. I would definitely kill them. For yeah. sure. I just don't like it, dude. I don't like when Marjan sends me an article about a robot who knows how to have conversations with people, and then they ask the robot about what why, what it thinks about humans being afraid of robots, and he says something like, well, I'd be afraid too. I plan on keeping you all in a zoo. A human zoo. Not cool. Yeah. That robot said that. That's not cool. And it's like, oh, uh, uh, that robot... Maybe he's joking, maybe he's a jokester robot, but that is not what he should be saying, because I'm now going to burn that entire factory to the ground. Like, there will be no more robots coming out of that place. Apparently it's on me. I have to defend us from the robots. Marjan's always trying to be like, no, it's going to be so cool when we have robots that are super advanced and do everything for us. No, 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 no. Again, if you start off with jokes about putting us in human zoos, that's it. You're you're done. Shutting that down. I mean, the... You know, the good news is, in the early days of a robot apocalypse, they're going to be pretty easy to beat. Well, they fucking better be. Because what if... We always used to joke, what if it's like a couple of PlayStation 3s accidentally connected to an F-22? Like, do you think you could beat that? 
I mean, it seems unlikely. Yeah. But in real does. life, an F-22 probably only has a couple of bombs on it at any given time. <laughs> That's true. It does have to go and back then and get resupplied. a human has to rearm them. <laughs> uh, like, as of right now, that is the case. Like, you know they roll those bombs out there on a big bomb cart that has, like, a jack, and they jack it up. Yeah. Like, yes. I- I've seen it. It's people that do that, so... Yeah, I guess uh, what always happens in the um, scary robot movies is that they reach a point where they just um, are able to learn and do things too too quickly. Yes. And then it's like, um, it just, it snowballs so quickly, like, uh, you know, within a matter of days, they've taken over everything, and it's like, oh, shit. Those robots learned stuff. Yeah, here's why I'm not particularly afraid of a, a the singularity slash a robot apocalypse. Mm. Uh my phone's battery runs about four hours if I'm using it. I know. This all depends on the robots learning and building themselves better batteries. Even if they get a hold of a like a Tesla or something. Like, right. how, how far can that car go without recharging? Two, three hundred miles? And then how are they going to recharge it? Stop Like, trying... how do they go and connect the cable to the car? Stop trying to define what they can do by what we have done. They will have super robot brains, and they will come up with some interesting solutions that we have not. That's what I'm saying. But they're super robot brains. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried. All right. Okay. I think the other reason that I'm not worried is because I work in software engineering. Right. And I know how dumb computers are. Again. How how just mind-bogglingly difficult it is to get them to do the very simple thing you want them to do. I'm saying until you teach a robot how to program stuff. Because then the robot will learn how to do it better. I'm scared of robots! Yeah, I can tell. I can tell that you are. And of course, if there's a... You know, I talk, I talk a big game, but if, if there's a big robot apocalypse, my plan is the same as any apocalypse. Like, I only have one apocalypse plan. Lie down in the street and wait to die. That's right. <laughs> That's a great plan. That that plan, well, here's what I love about it, right? <clears throat> no need for contingencies at all. Yeah. It's just like, no, that's it. That's the whole plan. Well, well what if this happens? No, it doesn't matter. There's one plan, and it applies in all situations. Yeah. It's easy to do. I don't have to prep for it. That's right. Like, there's streets everywhere. Now, and by the are... way, I'm pretty flexible on the streets. Now, like when if you... I happen to be on a beach when the apocalypse happens, I'll just lie down on the beach and wait to die. It's easy. Now, when do you... De- when, I mean, what's sort of going to be the deciding factor on, on when it's time to lay down? Like, when are you going to give up? What's it based on? You're just going to take a look around and decide things have gone too far and there's no coming back from that and then you're going to lay down? Or Yeah, I mean, you're right that that's the tricky part. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it depends on the type of, of apocalypse. If it's like hey, there's a big asteroid coming, then just as soon as the asteroid hits. Okay, like, yeah, so you'll wait basically until the asteroid is about to make impact. Yeah, well, it's like either the asteroid would have killed me, in which case it doesn't matter what I do, or I survive it, but now it's definitely apocalypse times. Okay, right, right. Or if it's like, you know, if it's like a, a virus-type apocalypse, uh, just the first time I see the zombies coming. What if, uh, what about just, um, maybe not a zombie virus, maybe like a regular just kills you kind of virus, mm-hmm. and did you wait but, until the virus infects you? But I get the you? immunity or something? Yeah, like what if you're immune to the virus? Or, or do you decide that society is broken down when you see all the looting, and like fires and stuff, and, it's, and that's when you lay down? Yeah, I figure in any scenario, if I ever see a human being kill another human being for water, <laughs> right? I'll lay down in the street. Okay. Um, You're living in the wrong state. Yeah. It's it's going to come faster here. Mm, I don't know. I think it's going to turn... If it turned out that that there was an apocalyptic scenario here, large-scale agriculture probably would fail, and that the water demands would be much lower. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's not not people using all that water directly. Right, but it's all our crops and stuff. Yeah. So what are we going to eat? Uh, we're gonna eat canned food until it runs out, and then we're gonna lay down in the street. <laughs> okay, I don't I'm understand. Fine. Okay, right, I'm fine. I, it's not that I don't believe in this plan. I'm just curious about how it's to be implemented. That's Have all. you not been watching Last Man on Earth? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen like half an episode of it. It seems like oh. it would probably be funny. 
It's I not. should probably it's get it It's not as funny as it should be. Oh, okay. Well. It just never quite gets there, but it, I mean, it has moments. Uh, yeah. Kristen Schaal is pretty good in it. Um, it's just that the the main guy is so hateful. <laughs> there is not even in a comedic way no redeeming qualities at all no he's a real he's a real shitbag the, i mean I, I guess the plot from the part that i saw is that he's in love with one chick but he's married to a different chick yeah he married her when he thought she was the only other person alive <laughs> right and, and she he, made him marry her so they could have sex and, and, and then, then immediately found, another woman shows up yeah then he ran into a more attractive woman and then he yeah and then he's just out out entirely on the first woman yeah, that okay. that is the plot of the first two episodes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, yeah, I you know, meet five or five or six more people, but I mean, you would hope an apocalyptic comedy would be a little bit more uplifting than that. But I guess. Not. Yeah, it's not. It's not uplifting, but, uh, but I mean, you know, uh, it makes me think there's going to be a lot of canned food, and it depends on how many people survive, I guess. Yeah. Um. In um. In The Walking Dead, they always seem to run into some kind of supply closet or something. That, some, some leftover canned something is hanging around somewhere. I guess um, maybe the zombie apocalypse came too fast and people weren't didn't do a good job of raiding supplies. Everyone got zombified? I don't know. Because they always manage to run into a place that is that looks like it's untouched. Just, like, shelves stocked and everything. Well, if there was a real zombie apocalypse, which is... Such a stupid idea yep. that I hate to even say it. Sure. Uh, it would really... Uh, the effects would really be clustered with the population. Right. Like, if you are if you live in Montana and your nearest neighbor is a mile away, how are you going to get that virus? Yeah, at the very... I mean, at the least, it would take a really long time. Yeah, or like, how's, that zomb- how's a zombie even going to find you? Yeah, that's true. It's just not going to come up. So the, it's like the, so the Walking Dead. Lead. I guess it's like it, it takes place in Atlanta, so it's right. They, they all got got, I guess. Yeah, you know, like wouldn't just just go to Montana. Montana <laughs> sucks. It's gonna suck when you're there. Isn't that what happens in um, I Am Legend or whatever? He doesn't go to Montana, but he goes up somewhere where there ain't no people. I don't. I don't remember New Hampshire or something. Who knows? He goes somewhere. Uh, maybe I saw that movie once. Yeah, me too. The whole goal is to get to some, some place in Vermont or something where there ain't nobody. Yeah, that makes sense. But what about all the people in, uh, you know, uh, the whole corridor down the East Coast or whatever? Like you, you just you'd be fucked up pretty fast, I guess. Yeah, but who cares? <laughs> okay, agreed. Fuck those people. Plus, uh, like that whole corridor is only the size of California. Yeah, and I bet if you go far enough inland that you would get to, like, say, as far as I'd have to go to get to Reno, you'd be right out of that population belt. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so you can like, you can like drive into fucking rural Pennsylvania and shit. Like yeah, that. you're probably like, if you're anywhere in there, you're probably one tank of gas from West Virginia. Yeah, and like if you're in Boston, you just drive into Western Massachusetts or upstate New York or something, or yeah. Vermont or New Hampshire. Yeah, there'd like be places different... to go. Don't go north or south on uh on ninety five. Like that's yeah. not your that's not your move. That's not a good move. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't go uh, we're heading for New York. That's, that would be a bad idea. Faux show. I'd go to Louisville. Oh yeah. Got that that's got that UPS center. Oh yeah, you got that giant, giant shipping center. You could just hang out in there. On any given day, there must be so many packages there. I bet it's got good climate control. And... Some percentage of them must be Hickory Farms. <laughs> That's true. Just bust them all open till you get them. Till you get them summer sausages. Eat summer sausage to your heart's content. Yeah. Which actually, very soon you would be so sick of summer sausage. I I can't even get through one summer sausage without being sick of it. Eat summer sausage to your heart's detriment. Yes. Yeah. Dude, there's a lot of. That is a yeah. real fucking oily, nitrate sausage. We got nitrates and shit in there. Yeah. That's not what you should be eating. Yeah, you're right. Zombie apocalypse is dumb anyway. It's dumb, it and so then... Dumb. It's and just then inconceivable. The whole premise is dumb, but then those shows are always written even dumber. Like All the writing's dumb. Every character acts in a way that no one would ever act. It's just all terrible. Like, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. 
I wouldn't have done that. It's like the whole episode is just like a study of what people don't act like. Because they can't, yeah. they're not good at writing, and they can't figure out a way to get people into trouble, so they just write them to do stupid things so that they're always in trouble. I mean, I, I think I've said this before, but if you're going to present zombies to me, hmm. make them like ritual zombies. Make them magic zombies, because I will never believe your science zombies. Oh, yeah. and I was that every single illness in the history of the world just made it harder for people to like walk and move around until they'd become bedridden and die? None, there's no virus ever that took away someone's conscious mind, but they still move like real good. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a great premise. Agreed. We are agreed on that. And they won't kill Carl. I keep <laughs> hoping they're going to kill Carl, but they never kill him. In this last season, he got shot in the eye. Spoiler alert. What, like from the side? <laughs> it, looked, it looked straight on to me. I mean, sometimes that happens. People survive weird things. Yes, Carl survived. The brain is a mystery. And I was like, oh no, they killed Carl! And I was like, this is the best. I'm so happy they killed that kid. And then they just showed him laying in the bed, like, recovering. And I was like, huh? What? And there's a dude who famously had an entire iron rod blown through his head. <laughs> yeah. And he just had mood swings. Like, that was basically it. And again, that might not even be um, that might not even be physical. That I mean, that's that's kind of to be expected, right? Well, I mean, how I many mean if you had a big rod you... shot through your head, you'd probably have mood swings. How many times can you explain to doctors and lay people that you had a rod blown clear through your head and that's why you <laughs> look like that before you get moody? Yeah, exactly. I would I would have a pretty salty disposition <clears throat> if my head had been rotted and rottened. And rottened, for sure. I think that's what you'd say. <clears throat> Dog, I'm watching this uh, watching this Warriors game. It's, oh, yeah, I, it's the, I big, was, the big one. You know, I was going back and forth about whether I should watch it, because I have a feeling it's going to be the last one of the year. And hey. um, just, uh, I guess I, I decided to have it on while we pod here. It's going to be so, so hard for all of the Warriors fans who jumped on last year. <laughs> yep. And have only seen the Warriors lose like about ten times. Yeah, it's it's always a, a problem of expectations, right? Like when you squeak into the playoffs, and then it's like, you know, if you lose it, even in the first round, like you take it six or seven games, you're like, ah, eh, well, you know, we tried. But when you set all the records, right, and people keep comparing you to all the greatest teams in history and everything like that, and you're the defending champs, and then you just like get absolutely throttled just out of nowhere just like you're cruising along cruising along cruising along throttled it's super super hard super weird for people to see the three games they've lost they've just absolutely been dominated in this series and now they're down 3-1 and i guess i should watch this thing because i'll probably be done for a while but yeah i was out uh, Katie had her annual cancer checkup on Tuesday. Oh, wow. How did that go, if you don't mind saying? Uh, you, uh, it'll be a week or more before we know. Okay, all right. You know, they do the thing, but they don't have, like, a doctor looking at it while it happens. Eventually, you just get a letter in the mail. Right. Um, but every reason to think that it went fine. Um, but we went to dinner afterwards, and the Warriors game was on. Uh, in the chilies because there's nothing around Kaiser. Uh-huh. And uh, I just kept, every time I looked up, some warrior was missing a three-point shot. Ugh, yep. And I was like, ah, this ain't good. Yeah. I mean, I could. they were down. The screen was actually too far away for me to see the score, but I could tell that they were down. And uh, playing badly. Yeah, they, they haven't really played offense in this series. Like, they have, like, the best offense in the league by far. Most of the time, last season and this season, and it's all about ball movement, and they just make like 15 passes, and somebody has to be open. The defense can't keep up that long, and you know they're famous for being unselfish and like passing up a good shot for a great shot and stuff like that. Like if even if they think they're kind of open, if somebody's more open, they just pass it to that guy. But um, they haven't really been moving the ball at all. Just been a bunch of dudes pulling up at the three-point line and and taking bombs. And then also not really playing, like, effort defense, which is really weird when you're in the Western Conference Finals, and especially when you're down 2-1, because 
because you've played some shitty games, and you and you it looks like you're not even like awake out there, you're just kind of walking around like, ooh, I don't know what's going on. So they've been losing big, and it's looked really bad. Hard to explain, but uh, no, luckily uh, the uh, okay. the sharks. We were just gonna say the same thing. The sharks yeah. made it. To the yeah, luckily like the sharks have been. <laughs> giving some joy to Bay Area sports fans a little bit, because they, for the first year, the people didn't expect them to do anything, have uh, advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, I wonder how much the success of the Warriors this year has taken people's attention off of the Sharks. That's taken... And how much it's just fatigue. Just Sharks fatigue. Well, okay, so yeah, there were years and years of expectations that didn't go very well, and I think that hurt the Sharks fan base, and then they were really bad last year, and even more than that, they were really bad at home last year, and then they were bad at home this year. And so, for like the last two seasons, the arena's been super quiet, which is not how it used to be. It used to be one of the loudest buildings in sports. And like until this playoff run, like this playoff run that you finally see that old the old crowd and the way they're the the noise they're making and everything. But in like two straight years, there was like it was a real quiet place to play hockey. And I think that was just a measure of where the fan base was. Like, years and years and years of finishing first or second in the conference and then blowing a playoff series in some way, followed by absolutely sucking at home for two straight seasons. But, um, yeah, Sharks fans are going to start coming back out of the woodwork, I guess. Yeah. And they're going to play either Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay. (laughs) As you mentioned, the the NHL must be clamoring for a a matchup of traditional powers and hockey hotbeds like San Jose and Tampa Bay. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, that's basically the ideal scenario. Yeah, it's going to be a ratings extravaganza for them. Have two of the original six playing each other? That's right, yeah. The original six um, expansion teams of the 1990s, right? That's correct. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so part of me wonders whether it makes any difference because hockey is already so lowly rated and only hockey fans watch hockey. Like, maybe they're kind of immune from that that kind of calculation. Like maybe they don't yeah, have to worry about it. It may not matter. Because if you like hockey, you probably watch it no matter what. Yeah, and like you're not you're probably not gonna get casual fans. Like if the New York Rangers and LA Kings play, I don't think you're gonna get a big boost from the size and of those markets. The Sharks have a lot of well known players because their team is so old. Yeah, and they've actually they've done they're like the opposite of the A's. They actually keep their players around. So right. dudes who've been playing for the same team for years and years. So yeah, their guys are known. Yeah, so it's like, that may be enough for people to watch it. Like, someone's going to want to see what Joe Thornton does. Someone's going to want to see what Patrick Marlowe does, etc. Yeah, I still suspect the NHL would rather have them play Pittsburgh just because Pittsburgh is a hockey city and they have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and, like, really good players and stuff. Yeah, probably. But I don't think it's like the NBA where they're, like, the, the thought of Oklahoma City playing Toronto in the finals is probably making them shit their pants. I'm like, uh, I don't know if anyone's going to watch this. And technically, those ratings in Toronto don't even count. I don't even know how to measure those. Right? I mean, isn't it automatically going to be the lowest rated NBA Finals? Because they don't technically take into account the Toronto ratings because they're not in the United States? No, I bet they do all of North America. Or at least the United States and Canada. I think I, I, think I heard somebody say something about that. Huh. About how the ratings don't count in Toronto, like for all the measurements that they use. That'd be weird. Because I, oh, I bet they get a lot of American broadcast TV channels in Toronto. Like even if they, even if there wasn't such a thing as cable. Right. Yeah, this is one of those things where I wish Canada would just stop pretending and just become part of America. Just so it, you know, no one would even have to worry about things like this. You're you're just yeah. America. All but, like, mass, north. All their mass stabbers and slashers would have to become mass shooters instead. That would be a very easy switch for them. I think they... Yeah, they got they, plenty of guns up there. They just don't seem to do it. I don't I know think, why. I think they'd adapt. Yeah, probably. They could probably learn to shoot some people. I um, mean, I'm sure it'd boost tourism. To If to they Canada. shot more people? Oh, no, no. If they became part of the United States. Oh, yeah, I mean, probably. It's like, there's probably some good winter activities up there. Oh, yeah, dude, you could go skiing and, like, curling. You could do all like the curling you want. 
if you're already going to go to Vermont to go skiing from somewhere on the East Coast, like, why not go a little bit further where there's probably bigger mountains and better skiing? Reminds me of the time that <clears throat> we were going to go to uh, an amusement park in New Hampshire, but Marshawn wanted to stop at Ben & Jerry's, the Ben & Jerry's HQ first. And Wait, isn't that in Vermont? Yeah, so she wanted to drive into Vermont, but those states are little, so, you know, no, no big deal. Uh, we'll just We'll just drive to Ben and Jerry's and then circle back around to the the amusement park, which was like 30 minutes from Boston. It was like right over the border in New Hampshire. Only that morning, as we're getting ready, do I take a look at the directions and realize that Ben and Jerry's is way up in the super north part of Vermont, near Canada. <laughs> and that now our trip is going to be a four-hour trip. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's... Or like four, or like three and a half hours each way, actually. So it was like three and a half hours just to get to the Ben and Jerry's. It's like, which oh. one is which? Is Vermont little on the bottom and big on the top, or the other way around? The, um, the other way around. Vermont's okay. big on the bottom. Okay. New Hampshire's little on the bottom. I think that's right. And, okay. um, yeah, and so uh, I was like, you never bothered to look that up? Like, the, the, the one is very, very, very far from the other one? She's like, no, I just figured, you know, Vermont New Hampshire should be pretty quick. It's like, so we drove all the way up basically into Canada. And so I had like to drive you, all the way back. If you were going to, uh, if you were going to Great America, but you had to make a stop in Sacramento. <laughs> that's right. But... But no one was aware of that first. <laughs> oh, I just have to make a quick stop. All right, let's take a look at the directions. Wait a minute, what? Okay, I have to go way out of the way. Is for is uh, New Hampshire the closest amusement park to Boston? Um. Well, actually, the yeah, the one we went to, um, uh, Canopy Lake Park, is it probably is the closest one to Boston because it really was only like thirty minutes to get there, and the and you go to the Six Flags in Springfield, that's like two hours. Or an hour and a half or something. So yeah, I think that is the closest one. Because of the shape of Massachusetts, it's all long and skinny. It is easier to get to Rhode Island or Connecticut or New Hampshire or Vermont than it is to get to Western Mass. It's just so weird to me, the idea that the closest place of any type to you might be in another state. <laughs> that's right. Like That comes from living in the middle of California for my whole life. Yeah, it was hard to get used to. All those tiny little states. That's why I make those lists where I consolidate all the states into one. I just oh. make a state called New England, and then they're all... They're just, you should just... compare it to the Fallout list, because they, they are all consolidated into 13 territories before the war. Ooh. I love consolidation. So the, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is actually much larger than just Massachusetts. Because I hate extraneous things. Rhode Island is just... Completely extraneous. And even more than that, Delaware. And them fuckers get two senators. Why is there a Delaware? What's it there for? It's just hanging on the tip of Maryland, like, for no reason. It's all because of weird-ass land grants that the British Crown made in the 1600s. Well, they're fucking idiots. And we just hang on to them. Like, is there a worse shape for a state than Maryland? Oh, no, Maryland's a terrible shape. What do you even call that shape? What is that? No one wanted to go inland is the name of that shape. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. It's just the outline of a river in the ocean, right? <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah, they made some bad, really bad decisions. And we should have cleaned that shit up. But then there were these colonies, and they all wanted to get their own. And ugh. Yeah, shit don't matter. American Revolution, man. It was harder times than you would think. I know you thought that it was easy. Know. It was pretty hard times. Yeah. It was winter. It was, like, it was cold that winter and stuff. Let's name all the things we can from the American Revolution. Okay? Are you ready? Okay. I'll go Valley first. Valley Forge. Okay, you go first. Valley Forge. Okay. Um, like uh, old damp boots. <laughs> okay, tricorn hats. All right. Um, like um, gangrenous limbs. Okay, the uh, more fashionable but less widely known bicorn hats. Oh, okay. I, I actually I like those sometimes. Um, no, like on a Napoleon or a George Washington. Right. Um, how about um, sleeping on the frozen ground? Yeah. How about um, deerskin leggings? Mm, is that what they were made of? Yeah, I think in a lot of cases, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Um, let's see. 
Ooh, uh, cool cavalry swords. White people using tomahawks. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Um. Oh, nineteen-year-old uh, French generals. <laughs> inaccurate muskets. Yeah, extremely inaccurate. They had a hard time with that. Um. Boy, I can't already be out of things about the American Revolution. Um. I know that you're not. Uh, wigs. Prison ships. Oh yeah. Um. Narrowly escaping the battle through a heavy fog. The idea that buff is the name of a color. <laughs> um. Man, this is tough. Oh um. The French fleets uh, refusing to reinforce your armies because they're dicking around in the Caribbean. Mm. Now I'm running low. Yeah. Uh, widespread treason. Right. Yeah. Okay. That happened. Oh. Um. Uh, crushing rebellions in your inside your own army. Uh, slaves siding with the British to gain their freedom. Okay. How about uh, loyalist reprisal killings? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty good. We should have written a history. I think we can combine and write a history of I the American so. Revolution. Uh, frigates instead of ships of the line. Yeah, that's true. Those were busy elsewhere. Well, we just didn't have any. We didn't have any, but the British and French did, but they mostly didn't bother sticking around with those. We commissioned those six frigates. Um, Oh, um, stealing the enemy's cannons. Mm. There's a lot of that going on. Uh, Lantern-based codes. Yeah. Letting your enemies... Surrender honorably with their guns. This is pretty good. I feel like this is a good segment. I mean, we're definitely getting there. (laughs) Alright, one more. One more each. Uh, wooden teeth? Okay. Um, probably a raccoon not off some dude's dick would be my guess. Must have happened. At least once. He was too cold to feel it. That's right. He didn't know what was going on down there. Raccoon was having a hard time foraging. And then, <coughs> like our old neighbor, Forrest, talking to his kid, he went, Is it? Is there, did you just put that in your mouth? Oh, God! Because <laughs> he saw a penis in that raccoon's mouth. Well, right. it turns out we know a lot of things about the American Revolution. That was pretty good. I like that list. That is the definitive list. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, look, we should have more segments where we have lists. Yeah, I wanted to say uh, Tommy Hawk. You should have. Hawk. You should that's have my favorite Hawk. way to say it. <laughs> yeah, um, it probably was pretty silly to see some uh, some white dude slinging one of those. You know what happened, though. You'd have to laugh at the image. <laughs> right? I mean, even if you're out there on the battlefield. <laughs> Be like the guy would be about to strike you with it, and you'd start to laugh, and then he'd look at it, and he'd, he'd see it, and he'd recognize how funny the situation was, and then he'd start to laugh. You know? Yep. <clears throat> Lists oh. and quizzes, dude. That's we we need more structure on this show. I got a quiz ready for you. There's a quiz. I do. I have two quizzes actually. That's a lot. Of, I don't know if we uh, have time for two. That's a lot. No, of I think we should only do one. The um. How much do you want your knowledge to be tested? How much do I want? Very much. Because I have two quizzes here with uh, very different difficulty levels. Okay. Um, boy, I don't know what they're about. I mean, I guess, I guess give me the challenging one. I'll take the challenging one. 
All right, we're going to do a quiz I wrote for you called Styles for Miles. This is a pretty good quiz because we teased this one a couple episodes ago. Is this about Chinese nicknames? This is about Chinese nicknames. Okay. Matt, I misspoke. Uh, Apparently, it's considered pretty bad form to give yourself a style. Oh, okay. So you're not you're not supposed to like call yourself. Um... Yeah, typically, like your mentor or your teacher would give you the style. Uh, okay. Also, um, often the styles were pun based, sort of like everything in ancient China. If was your pun-based. name meant a word, they'd put like a synonym in your style. Mm-hmm. Like if your last name means far away they'd put a different word that means like far away or distant in your style right right to be clever right they put cinnamon in your style yeah so you'd be like big cinnamon that's a good one or like um like fast cinnamon those are good styles right those are pretty good styles okay uh, all right, so Styles for Miles, here's how this quiz is going to work. I am going to name characters from the Three Kingdoms. I have selected only characters that are playable in Dynasty Warriors 4. That's a good way I to make sure that they're a pretty list, enough. A pretty good list of the big, big personages of the era. Right. I have not selected any of the foreign characters who do not have style names, so there are no trick questions. Okay, good. Yeah, there's not going to be like some uh, some northern tribesman who's afraid of white horses. Right, who, yeah, who has no not going to appear. These are all definitely people uh, with whom you are familiar. So. All right, man, I'm I'm fucking ready. I remember a lot of these off the top of my head. And we did Liu Bei's a couple weeks ago, so he's not on the list. But we are going to start with some other some other important leaders. So Matthew Cao Cao. Oh, uh, Meng De. Yeah, I'll give it to you. That might be how that's pronounced. <laughs> I think that's how it's pronounced. How about? Sun Jian. All right. Do this in my head here. So, Sun Tse is Bo Fu. And Sun Chuan is Zhang Mo. And Sun Jian is Wen Tai. It is indeed Wen Tai. I had to. I, I knew those. I know That's those. pretty good. Well, that's oh, pretty that's... good, because Sun only lives, like, a couple of chapters. Yeah. Uh, he's more important early. in my memory than he is in history. And I think the reason is, whenever you play Dynasty Warriors, they have to find a way to start, like, the Wu story. And so it always it always starts with Sun Jian. But he right, really, he it, dies real early. It can't be like, oh, and then 20 years later, these other guys started getting in on the picture? Yeah, because even in the book, they're like, he dies hella early, and then they relate, like, one story about how Sun goes like, um, gives the Imperial Seal... Yuan Shu in exchange for troops, and then he just goes and dicks around in the south, and they don't revisit that for a while. Yeah. They're like, uh, and then he went down south. We'll get back to it. Okay, Matthew, here's an easy one. This is one that I knew. Sima Yi. Sima Yi is Zhang Da. That is correct. Yeah. I don't know what right. any of these mean, by the way. I don't know, but you're three for three on our, uh, on our leaders here. Okay. All right. So let's move on to important generals. Okay. Zhang Fei. Yi Dei. That is correct. Yi Dei is an easy one. They, here's they one mentioned that, that a lot. Here's one that I definitely did not know. Shahodun. Hmm. I... For some reason, I don't remember him or Yuan. Maybe yeah. they didn't refer to them a lot by their styles in the book. It would have been odd, though, because they... Well, I you know what it is? Maybe no one else ever talked about them, except somewhat disrespectfully. <laughs> As unscathed general? As the unscathed general. Because <laughs> he had one eye. It was ironic, everybody. It was, yeah. It was sarcastic. <laughs> um, no, I don't really remember that one. No, I don't remember that. I've got him as Yuan Rong. Like R-A-N-G? Yeah. Uh, okay. How about right. Gon Ning? You're a big fan of Gon Ning. Uh, yes. Though I kind of don't remember his style. Gon Ning. So Gon Ning was like some kind of uh, pirate dude. Correct. Who, um, uh, I don't know. Did he, did he get, was he bested? 
by the Kingdom of Wu, and that's why he joined them. I can never remember how he hooked up with them. Yeah, and then, like, they taught him to read, because he was, like, a barbarian. Right, yeah, and they taught him to read, and then he became, like, an excellent general or something. Right. Uh, and then he died, and his, bodies were eaten, his body was eaten by crows. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Who killed him? Uh, was that was it Pong Day? No, it was Shamoke. Shamoke. Yeah, the uh, the tribesmen from the south. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I always thought was a really just kind of unceremonious way for Ganning to go. Like, who? They get sh- all shot with arrows. Yeah, like who the fuck was that other? Like, no one cares about Shamoke. He's not important. That's the only reason he's in the story is because he killed Ganning. I think that's right. I think they're like we. Sh- I guess we should say who did it. Because Gan Ning was so important and was in so many battles and everything, we should probably talk about who killed him. Oh, what? No one knows who did it? Well, I'll just make somebody up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but don't make him from China, because we got too many records. Yeah, he was he was pursuing Liu Bei's fleeing army after uh, Liu Bei's revenge battle at Yiling um, goes awry. And Shamoke uh, came up and shot him in the head with an arrow. And I think Gan Ning did what you did when you got hit in the face at the baseball game said, that's not good? He went, well, that's not good. And he went and he sat down <laughs> under a tree and died. So. I only did the first part. Yeah, you, you, you do live to this day. I stayed in my seat. A pitching coach handed me a ball. But did Eddie Crows, like, start, like, coming near you? I mean, they circled, but I guess they figured out that I was still alive. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember Gunning's style. Just off the top of my head, I don't. Yeah, I have him as Shingba. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. This is turning. Yeah, it is, because now we're going to get to a little less well-known generals oh. from the Three Kingdoms. See, it almost doesn't matter. It just matters how much they were called that in the book. That's true. That's and how I really seem to really, they're only it. called that when someone else refers to them in dialogue. Yeah, like, there are certain characters who are, like, pretty much exclusively named or referred to by their styles. Like, yeah. for instance, Kung Ming. Like, he's only called that throughout the entire... Yeah. So calling text. someone by their given name was disrespectful. Oh, okay. This is the entire point of having these names. Okay. So, uh, you can tell uh, that the author... Well, the author is a well-known shoeist. Yes, he is. (laughs) Which, of Uh, course, is an insult on certain message boards. Yes, on certain message boards that no one should frequent. (laughs) That's right. Assuming they still exist. They probably still exist. It's just so silly to have, like, an opinion that you care... That you're that invested in about, um, about kingdoms that fell... In a faraway land 2,000 years ago. 1,800 years ago. Yeah, like, who gives a shit? Uh, Tell me what you know about Ma Chow. Oh, um... uh, uh, It's like uh, Meng Chi or something. Yeah, I'm going to give that to you. I've got it as... Well, that E sound is so tricky. Yeah, if it's a meh or a meh, I don't know. But but you got it. I remember that one. How about Zhang Liao? Ooh, um, I think that's one I know, too. Oh, fuck. Um, it's, oh, okay, so, okay, this is what I always get confused, because a lot of the Wei generals have these names that start with Wen. There's, like, Wen Ruo, and Wen Qian, and Wen Yuan, and I think he's Wen Yuan. He is Wen Yuan. Man, you're doing way better at this hard quiz than I thought you were I remember do. that, um... Shun Yu is Wen Ruo, and they call him that pretty much exclusively throughout. In case Let's, you're uh, going to do that one. I got two more for you. I got one more regular general here. That's Taishi Tsi. That, and that's uh, Z. Wow. Okay. I remember that one. I'm telling and you, Ma- I remember a lot of these just off the top of my head. Do you know Yuan Shao's style? Of course, dude. He's Ben Chu. Wow. I Yeah, he was referred to that a lot, actually. Like, referred that way a lot. Yeah, you got 8 out of 10. Oh, you only gave me 10? I thought you were going to give me, like, 40. No, no, 10. 10 (laughs) was enough. I got sick of looking them up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, who did I miss? I missed uh, Xiaohu Dun and Gan Ning. And Ning. Yeah. Yeah, dude. There's a bunch that I... Because they were called that a lot in the books that I remember off the top of my head. Like, I remember, obviously, Mengda is Cao Cao. I remember um, Guan Yu's Yun Chong. Yeah, he was too easy. I didn't even put him in there. Yeah, Sun Tse is called Bofu a bunch. That's why that one popped off the top of my Although, head. Although, that was not Guan Yu's original style. Oh, you're right. In the beginning, it says he used to be called something else. And then it it, it changed somehow. I have to look it up. because I, I don't know if it was before or after he killed here. that bully that he's on the run for. 
in the beginning of the book. Remember in the beginning, it's like he shows up and and uh, Liu Bei's like, I'm a weaver of mats. And Zhang Fei's like, I'm a butcher. And Guan Yu goes, I killed someone. <laughs> I'm on the run. That's all. That's my story. <sighs> Ten more minutes and he's gone. Uh, would you <laughs> yeah. believe it's oh, why did I do it? Oh, why did I do it? So anyway, yeah. So I know a lot of those um, just from the constant yeah, rereading boy. of the book. I really thought that you would not know as many of them as you claim to, but no, turns out you know basically all of them. Yeah. Um, I didn't pick the super obscure generals. Yeah, again, you did a good job to keep it to people that are playable in Dynasty Warriors, because that's sort of a decent way to keep it on like the really the really important characters. Like, you could ask me what the second way in style is, but I, I you know... If they told uh, us, I wouldn't remember. Why would they even tell us what his style was? Well, real way in is Wen Chong, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Just, you know, in case it matters. Here's um, the thing, like, uh, it's possible that someone may listen to this and go, well, he's cheating. But, <laughs> uh, I know it's not that easy to find these names. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there, there, there must be a clearinghouse out there, right? Oh, hold on, here we go. I mean, there's certainly internet lists. Just gotta get to his weird vocals. A lot of intro. Oh my god. Turn it up a little. he says it makes it sound like the lyrics weren't written down uh to me it always sounds like the lyrics are some it's like stuff he's trying to remember off the top of his head yeah he definitely does not enunciate because it it, it always just seems so random like i feel like i'm gonna collapse oh but i better not yeah (laughs) it's like uh no one wrote that yeah well i i hope not because why and then the weird because he only speaks, sings. He doesn't really sing. He just, he's, he talks. But then there's always, like, a high voice him talking in the back. But it sounds so weird and, like, creepy. I like when he says, no more! <laughs> no more! And you're like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's harmonizing his just talking. He had that great, great Wellington? Auckland? Auckland, probably. He always talks about Auckland. Flow? Wherever Otara is. I, wherever yeah. the Otara district is. I think that's probably Auckland. I mean, I distinctly remember him saying, Summer nights in Auckland. He sings it so pretty. Yeah, that's our winter. That's right. That's a free tip while I Google where Otara is. (laughs) Thanks. What else can you tell us about New Zealand? All right, list of things you can name about New Zealand. (laughs) By the way, it's a suburb of Auckland. Uh, They got hobbits. Yeah, I think the only job there is to be a hobbit, right? If you live in New Zealand, there's like the the only job that's hiring, certainly. The South Island is colder than the North Island. I never understand that, but that's because they're on the other side of the Earth. Wait. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Because it's closer to the Antarctic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually want to do this list. Oh, okay. That's Uh, good, because that was basically it. Their rugby team is the All Blacks. Well, I always tell Marjan the way I recognize a South African accent is if I it sounds like a New Zealander with a learning disability. <laughs> That's how I know that it's someone from South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Something I discovered by watching a lot of golf. You know, there are a lot of South African golfers. Yeah, and hearing them give interviews afterwards, just like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... Um... I can hear the difference between all of the various Commonwealth accents, and Katie mm-hmm. cannot. So whenever we hear someone with a like a vague accent, she asks me what it is, and I'm right like nine times out of ten. Yeah, 
I can do it too. It might be because of the, the weird shit we watched growing up. I don't know. But um, like on our honeymoon cruise, the the cruise director was Goose. I, I remember right Goose. Away that dude was South African. Oh uh, yeah, well, probably sounded like a, uh, a an R word kiwi, an R word R word kiwi. It's it's interesting that you can't say kiwi. <laughs> well, for some reason I can't after I say R word. I want to say kiwi. kiwi. It's the most useless. I'm the R word. <laughs> um. Yeah, Marjan, actually, she can't, not only can she not tell the accents apart very well, but usually she um, she can't understand what they're saying at all. So we need to put on the subtitles if we're watching someone who's speaking, like, with a Scottish accent or, like, a, an Australian accent or something. I mean, some are worse than others, but I, I maybe it's because we watch so much PBS. No, Marjan must have watched PBS. I don't know. All I know is if we were watching that, that fuckbook show, Outlander, like six times throughout the show, she'll go, "Wait, what did he just say?" And I'm like, "Uh," and then I have to, I have to explain what, what the big dreamy Scott just said. <clears throat> He's dreamy. Yeah. Okay. And yet, you did not want to get a hat in that, uh, in that particular plaid to just, excite her. Sexually. I just don't think that's enough to fool her into thinking that. <laughs> I am as dreamy as that. Mm. Like, if I just put on a hat, I'm still weedy me. You know what I mean? I mean, you could get a kilt. You got hairy legs like a Scotsman. Yeah, I've also got super skinny legs. Oh. It's not going to be good. There's not really an outfit that's designed to show off my legs. Mm. They're best hidden. Uh, What about if she did, like, a green man? A green man? Yeah, you know, like, uh, from from Always Sunny. Oh, yeah, I guess like I could a be a full, green man. A full body suit, because then you could chroma key in better legs. Yeah, that's true. I could be a green man. Um, Or maybe, um, I don't know, maybe I should be a, a never nude, like the guy from uh, Rusted Development, and just wear some uh, some cut-off jean shorts everywhere. Tobias Funke, Tobias an Alrapist. <laughs> It was so crazy when I came across that guy on LinkedIn whose name was Tobias Funke. That is crazy as hell. I could, I could not believe my luck. Just some guy. Some dude. <clears throat> it's always possible that, like, uh, someone... People use names of people they went to school with in projects. They're full names? Sometimes. Just like if, if some one of your friends was writing a show, they just call a guy Judah Nielsen? It's conceivable. The problem is there need to be... For legal reasons, unless you have someone's permission, there you need to there need to be a certain number of them in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like damn. It's like a whole thing. They like Otherwise, thought of, they it's thought of some that. kind of defamation. Wow. I just I I feel like that's um just so uncreative to just use somebody's first and last name. Yeah, and my name is too unique. Yeah, I could do it with my name easy. There's lots of me around. Yeah. I can I went to high school with a guy with my exact same name, whose sister had our sister's exact same name. Yeah, that was weird for me. It was very creepy. Oh, it was weird for me, too, because I was always getting called into the office for his dumb crap. Be like, oh, it's drama club pictures, and someone would come and get me out of class. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to that, but I'm also not going back to class. Yeah, well, so that's you got called out. everyone saw you get called out of class for a legitimate reason. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <clears throat> no, most of the time it was just me telling the teacher I was going to the library and then going home. Would you rather have had a weirder name? Mm, nah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with my name. Would you rather your name was Bale? Or, no. Uh, definitely not. Bale. Wedge. <laughs> Wedge, maybe. For certain pop culture reasons, it would be cool Biggs. if my name was Wedge. <laughs> Biggs, Dark Big, Lighter could have been. Biggs, not so much, but maybe Vix. Vix. Thank <laughs> you, guy who transliterated all of the Final Fantasy games in the early days. <laughs> Vix. For, for some reason, I now don't remember his name, but I once did. Moss Roberts. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I would love to read his footnotes on <laughs> Final Fantasy. Great. I want to know what Mao said about <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. Well, you when you were you you go to visit 
tree talk or whatever its name is up on the up on the top and be like just as before Terra visits tree talk <laughs> and be like yeah no, I know dude I read the first part I was I read it I know what's happening again uh, right didn't didn't game... he spend most of didn't Weren't most of the notes in that Romance of the Three Kingdoms thing just... Just pointing out all of the similarities to earlier sections? Yeah, just pointing Which, out when he was... did not need pointing out because they were mad obvious. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yep, all right, wasted my time flipping to that note, okay. Oh, the, the book was written in the 1300s. It's possible that audiences were not as accustomed to illusion. Well, that could be. But uh, the guy didn't annotate... Oh, I guess Mao annotated it. A, yeah, a pretty early. Yeah. I mean, the thing was written early enough uh, that... They still thought it was a pretty neat framing device to say, to see what would happen next, read on. That's right, dude. Cliffhangers were, like, just becoming all the rage back then. Like, if they didn't do that, some guy was going to say, huh, there's like, there's like a thousand more pages in this book, but I can't believe the story just ended. <laughs> it's over. I don't know what to do. I don't know. These fuckers, they pledged to die on the same day and then nothing. <laughs> I mean, it looks like there's more, but I, but it's just, it's over. It didn't say to read on, so... <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> I I almost I proved to Marsh on the other day that I could I could spend an hour just talking about like any random circumstance in Romance of the Three Kingdoms, and because I had brought it up in the podcast, I talked for an hour about um, the time Zhao Yun refused to marry Zhao Van's daughter, and it caused. Oh, you a, did talk about that on the podcast, and it caused a big war, and uh, I I swear to God. She was so patient. It was unbelievable. Why, 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 Marjan? Why did <laughs> you put up with that? She was so patient. I think she was cooking in the kitchen, and she didn't have any, she couldn't get away, I think. She was just humming in her head, like, just humming, I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> That's right. Just not even paying attention to you. Yeah. <clears throat> just going, uh-huh, uh-huh, Zhao Yun. Oh, yeah, I talked about how all... Uh... <sighs> how in all, in all, in... I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. Never mind. Never mind. You know what? Let's just get out of here. Because <laughs> I, I, if I get started, I really will just keep going. So we should, we should, you, you can find us. Um, go to our website. It's uh, brotherdate.com. That's right. I made it. Hey, did we get any tweets? You know, uh, I'm I'm loading it up now, but I don't remember any. Well, if there were any, it would have just been from Marjan. Let's see if let's see if Marjan had anything to say. She is the only one who tweets us. She she tweeted us um, about psychedelic furs and better than Ezra. We should have done more music talk. That's how we get Marjan engaged. That's well. Look, we d- we did a little Otara Millionaires Club. Yeah, I don't know if she'll engage on that though. I found that uh, she is not engaged in that on that in our personal life. How many times uh, did your eyes pass her temple? Um, I don't know, like a like a thousand. How many? Uh, ten times. Oh, ten times. Ugh. I would have thought it would have been more, but you're right. No, it's ten times. Ten times my eyes passed upon the temple. Anyway, as Matt said, you can tweet at us at Brother Date. Uh, we're available on iTunes. Please subscribe. Uh, it's been a real, a real true pleasure talking to you and no one else, Matthew. Yep. Same thing. Same thing here. I'll talk to my brother again soon. Bye-bye. Remember in the beginning, it's like he shows up and, and uh, Liu Bei's like, I'm a weaver of mats. And Zhang Fei's like, I'm a butcher. And Guan Yu goes, I killed someone. <laughs> I'm on the run. That's all. Please subscribe.